You are watching and or listening to episode 67 of the Unnecessary Nonsense podcast. On this episode, we're going to somehow inexplicably talk pretty much every single sport and pretentious cross-country running. We're going to talk, we're going to end up discussing how somehow I was able to correctly predict that the Browns were going to win on Thursday night and still find a way to lose money. We're going to, we're going to have a NHL Stanley Cup finals preview where I do the hedge bettiest of all hedge bets. And one of our long national nightmares comes to an end all on this episode of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. Now that is a full agenda, Mr. Turnbull. That's Dave. I'm Carlos. It certainly is, Carlos. Yes. But I'm looking forward to it, man, as always. Yes. So first of all, uh, let's do as we usually do. Dave, what happened this week? What's going on? Uh, So other than going back to work and actually teaching students in the afternoon where it was online for two hours at a time, uh, where you're in a Google meet and no one on the other end is turning on their camera. So you don't see anybody's face with so uh kind of weird that. And, uh, I have tried to learn and still failed to actually do it accurately or very well. Uh, my cat is on medication, which requires him to take uh, a pill in the morning and a pill at night and getting him to eat pills is, uh, yeah, but I'll tell you this, Carlos, I've learned some another difference between cats and dogs okay if you're a dog or if you have a dog you can wrap that pill in like bacon you can put crush it up in their food you can you know put it put in peanut butter whatever and they will eat it no problem okay if you try to give that cat a pill in any other way other than putting it in his mouth with your hand it's just like yeah i'm not eating that no matter what so what i'm trying to decide right now is which one was the bigger revelation that Dave discovered what a cat is, or that he got a job. Uh, I'll let you, the viewer, decide. Like, after all these years, Dave got a job. This is awesome. I'm, I'm very happy for him. I thought he was a school teacher, so he hadn't had a job until this point, but it started. Finally, it happened. Well, the job is giving ca- uh, pills to cats? Th- that might be it, yeah. Well, especially if you're taking care of a cat after getting scurvy. Now, there's a callback from last week. Now you all well, know. Yeah, but honestly, uh, a rather uneventful week in terms of anything other than the normal. So Brilliant. I'll leave it at that. Brilliant. So we'll talk a little bit more NFL in a bit. But before we do, uh, work-wise, nothing crazy going on right now. It's still kind of quiet. Some folks are on vacation. Some folks are working. None, nobody cares about that. Neither do I. But, but, Thursday nighter, the stupid Cleveland Browns somehow managed to successfully execute something that is very difficult to do. Not impossible, but very difficult. They managed to somehow correctly follow through on my prediction, but not entirely. So I put a so I put a wager on the Browns for the Thursday nighter because they're playing Cincinnati and Joe Burrow. And this is like his first big kind of national moment. And it's also an opportunity for the Browns to show a little bit of improvement after getting shellacked by the Baltimore Ravens in week one. I expected some kind of a rebound. And overall, they did come. They did play all right in stretches and they ended up winning 35 to 30. Sounds pretty promising. Problem. Number one, they scored 35 points. That's great. Baker didn't look awesome. He looked okay. He did make some good throws. He did make some decent decisions, made a completely inexplicable pick. They turned the ball over at the, uh, basically at the goal line, which is inexplicable, uh, you know, on downs. They turned it over, couldn't punch it in. So basically a game that probably should have gotten out of hand didn't get out of hand. So I had six points on the line for that. And as I mentioned, when I mentioned the score, they won by five. Well, the reason they won by five is because they were actually up by 12 twice and then let Cincinnati come back. But in the most uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland way you could possibly do, they managed to do this in the only possible way they could have screwed me over. 
Option one was they're up by 12. Cincinnati needs two touchdowns. So they were up by 12 with three minutes and 55 seconds to go. So they need to score twice. By the way, you need to score twice. And a field goal will not work. So you have to score two touchdowns, which means, theoretically, you need a quick strike, which means you need to be really aggressive and put push the ball downfield and get to the end zone as quickly as you can because an onside kick is almost a hopeless endeavor. You have to get the ball into the end zone fast. So, of course, what they do instead is Cleveland plays prevent defense because, of course, they do. And normally this results in some big plays when you push the ball downfield. But instead, Cincinnati was content to dink and dunk all the way down the field because they also had no timeouts. So Cleveland got to completely eat the clock while allowing Cincinnati to score the touchdown. And of course, they made the extra point because heaven forbid they missed the extra point and they're down by five. And then Cleveland just kneels and runs out the clock. Dave, screwing Carlos. (laughs) You know, you know, it's funny because because. You're so annoyed with the Clevelandness of this game, and I'm actually quite happy with it because of what happened. Uh, so, I've just I'm in a, a fantasy football league this year, as opposed to a couple that I was in last year. And I really, actually, in terms of fantasy sports, enjoy football more than probably anything else. So, uh, I have Cream Hunt on my team, uh, and he's is not one of my primary backs, but I I had him on the bench, and I'm thinking before the game, I'm like, ah, should I put him in as like my flex position? Or not. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna put him in as my flex. And when I went, and I did not watch the whole game, I'll give you that. But I, I went to bed. Uh, he was forecasting at like nine, some odd, nine point six points or something like that. Mm-hmm. I went to bed. He had zero points. I woke up and he had like twenty two point six. And I was like, what the hell happened? But I was quite, I was quite satisfied with with that. Uh, but yeah, my my take on this is realistically, if you live in Ohio. Thank God for Ohio State, because if you're a football fan in Ohio, in Ohio, what do you have to live for? Like, really? You have the Bengals and, and you have the Browns, right? Like, thank God for Ohio State, man, because why, Carla? Why would you even bet on a game with two Ohio teams? That's what I want to know in the first place. Why would you bet that game with those two teams? Because everything played out exactly the way I wanted to, except for the end. Exactly, Carlos. Exactly. But the, the problem was you. the problem was you know the only way they the only way Cincinnati could fuck me was by actually scoring. Like if they had turned, if they had actually done what a team in that situation is supposed to do, they need to score twice. Scoring once is irrelevant. And Cleveland was playing prevent. They could have pushed the ball down the. One of two things would have happened: either Cincinnati would have scored fast, forcing Cleveland to try to play this out rather than just kneel because they wouldn't have had that choice. Or option two, they are overly aggressive, they fail, they turn the ball over, and Cleveland runs out the clock. Both of those scenarios would have been fine. Or scenario three, Cleveland, knowing they needed to come back and really put on a good performance, would have blown them out of the building when they had like 18 chances to do so. Yes, but they're Cleveland, and therefore are somehow unable to do that. They scored 35 points. That should have been enough. Probably would have been the over. I don't even know what the over-under was, but I bet you it was the over. Probably, I would think so. Yeah, like sixty-five points. Now, usually, yeah, usually the over is like forty something. Oh, sometimes in the fifties. But the thing is that, um, it from a game standpoint, it was a good game. From but back and forthness of it, it was actually close. It was competitive even until late. But yeah, it was like the only way this could possibly have been messed up, and they found a way. So it's like they won by five. Yeah, I had it minus six, minus six. If they had missed the extra point, I still would have won. And of did course, you, they hit you, the extra point. Did you lose a lot of money on the game, Carlos? No, 
So, you know, there's at least there's that. I'm not going to bet a lot of money on an all-Ohio matchup, Dave. So that is the smartest thing you've done in relation to that game, Carlos, and those teams. But hey, look on the right side. Uh, we were 100% right when it came to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At least we'll for week get, we'll one. Get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. So hold on. We need to let before we get to the uh, before we get to the actual professionals. I needed to I needed to vent on the on the all, right. all Ohio matchup. I needed that first. I needed that separate from us gloating about Tom Brady. But before we get to all that, Dave, I'm going to give you the floor. But before I do, I need to introduce us to the pretentious cross country running report with Dave Turnbull. <laughs> That is your intro, Dave. That's what you get. Oh my goodness, uh, that is is amazing. Rolling Neymar. That is Rolling oh, Neymar. I, I cannot it. take credit for that, by the way. That was actually a YouTube video that I found. So they had it all put. To, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "This is it. All this right. is it right here." Dave, You're, that is your intro. You ready to have your mind blown? So you are aware of because you love it every time I bring up this word, Concacaf. So the Concacaf Champions League. Uh, in order to be a Canadian team and to play in that, you have to win the Canadian championship. And for whatever reason, uh, Canada soccer has decided that every year they've had this Canadian championship, they're basically going to change the format because reasons, Carlos. Yes. Uh, so this year they decided that what they're going to do is they're going to take the winner of a bunch of regular season MLS games between the three Canadian teams. Okay. So, Teams, not like a tournament, but teams that count towards the regular season, but somehow they're making it a tournament mm-hmm. uh, versus the winner of the Island Games, which is how they played out the CPL season. All right. Canadian is, but... Premier League. Okay. And they played them. So instead they bubbled in PEI. Nice. All right. Uh, are you ready for the matchup for the Canadian Championship? The winner of which goes to the CONCACAF Champions League? If it ever actually happens. Or one of the two teams, the Baltimore Stallions, because that would no, be excellent. That would be amazing. But no, unfortunately, they're both Canadian teams for you, Carlos. What? This is and, garbage. And neither of them are former CFL teams either. This is true trash. Why bother even having this Canadian soccer thing if you're not going to have an American team in it? This is racism, Dave. Uh, there are Americans playing on the Canadian teams. No, I expect, a two, I expect an all-American matchup in the Canadian championship, Dave. All right. As God intended. Go. So the winner of the MLS and there's only obviously three teams is Toronto FC. Okay. Uh, they could, Montreal could have won, but uh, then they didn't. So there you go. Cause Montreal sucks. Uh, and two, they're playing the winner of the Canadian Premier League forge FC from Hamilton. So you have a Hamilton Toronto matchup from different leagues in the Canadian championship, Carlos. Does this mean that like all other Toronto Hamilton matchups, there will be people in Hamilton that will care and people in Toronto will be like, they, they do what in the what now? You know what? Honestly, I think this may actually be the reverse of that. The, the tr- people in Toronto will care and the people in Hamilton will be like, yeah, well, you were expected to win. So whatever. All right. Sure. Great. There you go. Okay. Can I take a minute? One nothing stars. One nothing for the good guys. Sweet. Do you want to w- you want to go there then next? Want to, you yeah, want yeah, to- we are now. We, we've we've done uh, your 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 nonsense was almost uh, rolling Neymar worthy, but now you know you got rolling Neymar. If I, like it it. The- I may have to come up with uh, 
more cross pretentious cross running report running reports just for the intro man and listen man I, I i'm not gonna lie when i saw it I, I saw the vision in my mind and i was like this this is it i knew that you would appreciate rolling neymar i did because i can't actually can't stand neymar so it's even better but 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 you understand rolling neymar was dangerous he can took out a cat he took out a guy in a motorcycle can you play it one more time just because all right this is the new intro for those of you listening to audio. See, now Dave was lying to you last week. He said, Oh, you gain nothing by watching. No, you gain everything by watching. Now you get rolling Neymar. And if you're just listening, then you just get annoying music. Nothing that happened there will make any sense to you if you only heard the audio. Basically, it's a it's a clip of an actual soccer starts with an actual soccer game where Neymar is tackled and starts rolling around because you know, uh, clearly elaborating his injury or lack of an injury because that's what Neymar does. Uh, and then he just keeps rolling around in outer space and then starts taking out random things like a cat, a person, and then a person on a motorcycle. And the original clip is actually a minute and a half long. I just gave you guys a snippet. Nice. It's but actually much I'm longer. I'm not sure that will ever get old. Carlos, kudos to you, my friend. These are the things that I do. The production values keep hiding. But Dave, will you now admit to the people? First, apologize to the people. The video version is the way to go. Oh, I still listen to it on podcasts, so that's fine. But you're just not. You're not. But yeah, you know what? The the video there is there are things worthy in the video. That's all, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You don't get Rolling Neymar if you if you sit there and you listen to it. But you'll get you get that song. And if we ever do get sponsored or hashtag whatever, I'm gonna have to change the song because I'm pretty confident that's copyrighted. That's fair. But for now, that is Rolling Neymar, and that is the intro to the pretentious cross country running report. Now let's talk some hockey, Dave. All right. Tell me why the Dallas Stars are going to win the Stanley Cup, Carlos. Well, uh, I actually don't think they are, Uh, and I actually bet literally hundreds of dollars on Tampa Bay. I've actually, uh, I've actually beautifully, beautifully hedged this. All right, let's hear it. Well, the hedge is this: if Dallas wins, I don't give a, sh- I don't give a fuck about the money. I, 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 and in fact, it'll actually cost me more than that because I literally would lose hundreds of dollars on the wager, plus all the swag I would buy, Dave, all the swag. So literally, it would cost me hundreds and hundreds of dollars if, uh, if Dallas wins. But I'm okay with this. Now, a question for you: uh, If Dallas does win, mm. do you update the banner behind you yourself, or are you just going to buy a new one? Well, I think uh, it's going to take a while for them to build a new banner. So, like, it's not just going to show up. They're not just going to have a banner ready to go. It's going to take a little while. So, for for the first little while, I think what'll happen is the banner will stay up, you know, in honor uh, of the of a high definition winning team. But again, this assumes. I actually believe Tampa will win the series because I'm a realist and I'm looking at it. Now, Dallas did do the one thing. So they beat me to the punch a little bit when uh, when we were talking pretentious cross-country running rolling Neymar. But um, analysis-wise, I'm actually going to take a second, and I'm actually going to talk through the rationale. It's not just me knee-jerking one way or the other. The rationale is this. If Dallas comes out, now mind you, in game one in this first section, obviously they're up one nothing as, as I'm recording this with you. But... The bugaboo with Vegas, and the reason they got away with one was that the, you know, our 34-year-old journeyman goaltender basically stood on his head for the major- for that entire series in this playoff run up until this point. That's asking a lot. Also, they were horrifically outshot all through the Vegas series. Horrifically outshot. Not a little bit outshot, 
horrifically outshot. There was a stretch in one game there during the series. I can't remember exactly which game it was where I was sitting there watching and they went about 12 minutes without recording a single shot while Vegas recorded shot after shot after shot. And basically they never left the Dallas zone for almost 12 minutes. You can't do that against Tampa Bay who has vastly superior firepower. They will eventually score if you just let them go uncontested for 12 game minutes. Yes. Agreed. The, the math will go against you. So it's like if you're if you commit now the path to victory for Dallas, if you get up early, commit to defense, actually put some shots on net yourself. There's an idea. And don't just let Tampa Bay have their way and maybe muck it up a little bit, you know, slow things down, make it painful for Tampa Bay to get out of the zone. If you make them work for it, then, yeah, you got a shot. Of course, you got a shot. Dallas is perfectly capable of winning this if. They play smart hockey, but if they let Tampa Bay just go off and shoot whenever they feel like it, like they let Vegas shoot whenever they felt like it, well, then they're going to be, then it's going to be Tampa Bay in three. It'll be three humiliating (laughs) performances and then a forfeit. They won't even get to four. So it'll be really up to whether they commit to that. They, let's put it this way. All the sloppiness of the Vegas series, they can't afford it. They're going to have to play fundamentally sound hockey for Tampa Bay. It's get shots on net and hope the journeyman goaltender cracks. Yeah. It's easy. The concept's simple. So what would be your prediction, Tampa Bay, and how many games? Actually, like, you know, how many? If I'm saying uh, Tampa wins, it would probably be in five. So probably I would give Dallas a game. That would be how it would play out. But again, it will depend. Like, for this game, off to a good start. I like what I see here. What I've seen so far is, uh, as we've been talking, I'm I'm pleased that they're playing the style that I want them. Now, can they do that for four games? That would be my hope. And the other thing that they can't do here that they did in the Vegas series a lot is spot the other team to lead early. You can't be playing from behind the whole time because that is the because fortunately for them, Vegas cracked in the third periods and would let them get back in the game, and then they would find a way. And throughout other series, they were doing that too. Against Colorado, they did it. Against Calgary, they did it. They kept get, letting the other team get ahead, and then they would have to crawl their way back into the game, find a way to get it to overtime. And they're 4-0 and in overtime in the playoffs here. Do you want to keep trying that? How long no. do you think you can pull that off? Because at that point, you're you're basically just coin – all right, let's get to a coin flip. <laughs> let's consist of – well, good news. You've won four straight coin flips in the playoffs with the series on the line, with games on the line. Uh, you want to keep playing that? That's a really hard game to win. Yeah, it's it's not a not a recipe for success whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, so far it's like guys, you've gotten away with it up until this point, but this is not a viable long-term strategy for another seven game series. It's like how many times do you think you can get away with this in a seven game series? Yeah, exactly. And when I look through this lineup up and down, it's like actually if you look, Tyler Sagan has been not great. Okay, but not great. Uh Jamie Ben's been good, but their leading scorer is uh, Heiskanen, the defenseman, the young defenseman. He is their leading scorer. And I went back and did a little analysis. I went back and like reviewed. I went back and looked at the lineup for the uh, 98 Dallas team. The one Mm -hmm. that's my favorite. And all I need to tell you, Dave, is Medano, Joe Newendike, Brett Hall, Ed Belfour, and I believe Guy Carboneau, if memory serves me. And I can double check that. I picked those names not at random. Those are five Hall of Fame players on that Dallas team. Yeah. Five. I named five Hall of Fame players 
on the one championship team. Tell me what five players on this Dallas team are going to Hall of Fame. Jamie Benn. Right now, that's right now that's debatable. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's anywhere close to being a Hall of Famer. I don't know. I'm just naming names because he's the most probably name nameable person, right, on the team. Yeah, but the thing is, like, he he's a good player, but it's um like that would be it would be shocking if uh, if they came anywhere near that because it's just that's not the right kind of player. Yeah. So Gay Carbono is in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I almost forgot Sergey Zuboff. There's another one, and um, not in the Hall of Fame, but. Uh, Pat Verbeek was a 500 goal scorer, also on that team. A depth piece was a 500 goal scorer in the NHL. That was a nice. stacked freaking team, Dave. Yeah, that was a stacked freaking team. I just named off five or six Hall of Famers, plus a 500 goals depth guy, plus a 500 goal depth guy, and some of the other depth pieces were pretty good players too. Some of them had multiple Stanley Cups. That all came, that was all on that Dallas team in the one year. That's crazy. Yeah. So this team doesn't have, isn't nearly as decorated. Sagan has a Stanley cup. Jamie Ben has a scoring title. Uh, some of these young defensemen are pretty good. Uh, Jamie Oleksiak was traded twice for the same draft pick, both away from the stars and then back to Dallas for the same draft pick. So I love got, it. That's an accolade. I think I would argue that maybe Corey Perry might get to the hall of fame. It's possible. I think that's reasonable, but, but that's otherwise, the- uh, yeah, you know what? Comparatively, right. Yeah, so that's why I like I can't when 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 Dallas was playing in '99, I was confident they would win because they came out of a Western Conference where they had they had to beat Colorado with Patrick Waugh, Peter Forsberg, and Joe Sackick. That Colorado Avalanche, they had to beat them to get to the final. Yeah, so they had to beat Leviathans one after another. They had to slay these beasts to get out of the West. So by the time they got to the East, it's like all right. Well, the good news is it's an easier task. The bad news is I've got Dominic Hasek in his prime on the other side. The good news is I have five Hall of Famers and a 500 gold depth piece. Pretty good. Not bad. Plus, I got an enforcer in Darian Hatcher who's willing to take somebody's head off. So yeah. I've got I've got all the components. Guess what? I can out-physical you. I can outscore you. I can out-finesse you. Medano can out-skate you. With this team, I've got pieces that some of them are pretty good. But it's like, it's just, the, this team has no business being here. I'm just enjoying it for what it is. Yeah. So let's uh, let's see what happens, right? Yeah. So I think it'll be fun. But then, yeah, when you look at the other side of Tampa, though, you're looking at uh, last year's scoring champion. They don't even have Stamkos. And they're still formidable. No. Like Absolutely. And they, and they really kind of ran through uh, New York, too, right? They are, they are truly. If Tampa Bay doesn't win, it's because they allowed Dallas to do what I just said. They they were the only team out of the group that because Dallas had to scrape and claw, they use smoke and mirrors and duct tape to, this whole way to get up until this point. If you go back, if they do succeed in this endeavor, the interesting one will be the uh, the documentary they make on it. And when they go and figure it out, like how the hell did this team get here again? <laughs> they they'll, they'll go series by series and go. By the way, in the round robin, they were garbage. They couldn't score. They couldn't yeah. score in the round robin. They lost almost every game leading into the actual playoff starting. Think about that. And here they are. What the hell? And they blew, they almost blew a 3-1 to one series lead against Colorado. They almost coughed it right back up, but they still managed to find a way to win in Game 7. They didn't so, make it easy, hey, though. But you know what? I think you got the right attitude. I mean, you're just taking it for what it is and enjoying the ride. Yeah, well, for, for this thing, for this team, I have no 
it's been too long. I've seen too much. <laughs> like I just seen too much. I, uh, at this point, I'm a, I'm a hockey fan with a thousand yards of stairs. Like, bro, look, I've seen it. I lived through Nam and Korea and World War One and World War Two. Like, I've seen it. I've done this already. And they don't even have Taco Cabana for you anymore. Yeah, it's like it's like all right, I'm handicapped here, man. <laughs> I've got all the handicaps, all the handicaps I can have. Oh well. All right. So that's it for the NHL piece. I think we'll get past that. All right, uh, let's do a little bit of uh, – all right, let's do some NFL gloating. Start, Dave. All right, so for all those people – this th- so there's many aspects of this game that satisfy me, right? But I think the biggest one is, you know, everyone saying, well, Brady's got Gronk, you know? Like, okay, maybe they don't have chemistry, but he's got Gronk. And it's like, guys, as we said, Gronk's been out of the league for a year – and uh, was deteriorating at the point when he first retired. Well, guess what? Gronk had two catches for 11 yards. And Tom Brady looked crappy. Now, granted, do I expect them to look this crappy for the entire season? Absolutely not. They have a pretty easy schedule for, you know, compared to uh, obviously lots of other teams that are supposed contenders. Uh, right? I feel they finished, I think they finished third in the division last year. I, think I could be wrong. Yeah, but right, so they're playing a, a third place schedule, right? So they're playing teams that also play finish third, uh, that are their non division and non you know crossover division or whatever mm-hmm. games, right? So there's that, uh, but yeah, man, Brady did not look good. And for all those people, who are like, yeah, but it's Brady, yeah, but it's Gronk, you were wrong, at least for week one. Granted, I, I think they will be better, but I don't expect them to ever be world beaters. And for all these people who are picking them to win the Super Bowl. I think you need to get your head checked. That's I completely what, that's I, I think you, they should keep thinking they're going to the Super Bowl. This will make it funnier. Oh, that's fair too. I, I'm in favor of it. No, no, no. They're going to the Super Bowl. They're totally winning. They're winning like, everything. But Carlos, they're not even making the playoffs. That it'll just make it funnier. It, which is also, you know, a possibility too. Who knows what's going to happen, right? I, uh, I can't assume. It's like, but it doesn't shock me that a team that didn't hadn't played together hadn't um, didn't have the chemistry. It didn't shock me. Especially when they, they, you know, had hardly any training camp either. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I said, like I mentioned in the last episode, they need, need, need timing. Second here. I'm just looking. Yes. Okay. Tampa Bay just scored. on uh, off, off two skates. Literally off two skates, including a Dallas skate. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Dallas has been getting a lot of luck, I guess. You know, some luck has to go against them at some point. But yeah, that was uh that was definitely not the goalie's fault. Yeah, well, still holding on to it. So yeah, they're gonna have to lock down. Like, oh, good lord, unbelievable. Off two skates. Of course you did. So did you did you watch any of uh the follies of Tom Brady? A little bit, yeah, just a little bit. Um I, I make I make it a habit of um I make it a habit of not watching too many Saints games. I like watching good football, um with, with legitimate teams. Um but, you know, it, it was at least amusing just to see. Of course, the curiosity factor was there. And there, there was always hope. There's always a chance that, you know, Breeze could get hurt and we could get a real quarterback in there. That would have been kind of fun. They would have won by like 80 if Jameis had been oh, there. If they go, Jameis Winston had gotten there, right? Yeah, like, they would have scored like 80 in the second half alone. Like, psh, they would just blown my, They would have blown Tom Brady straight back into retirement. He goes, nope, I'm not doing it. I can't beat Jameis. He's the GOAT. Going home. We're done. That would have been amazing. Yeah, it's like, that's it. Can't even do it. It's like, but it's week one, Tom. Nope. I'm out. But at least for now, we get to say we were right. And that's always fun. 
Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, so that's good. Uh, other than that, the NFL schedule is kind of interesting. Uh, week one, I will say that um, I did have fun watching the Packer game, of course. But um, now, I, is I, it, I, I'm, can I ask you? Go ahead. Obviously, obviously, like you have you have to like what you saw out of Aaron Rodgers and the offense. Yes. Yes. How much does it worry you that the defense gave up as many points as they did? Worry me not at all because I've already seen this show. I've seen a better version of this show. This is like a cheap knockoff of the better version. Uh, after they won Super Bowl 45, the second year they were 15 and one and they were, they had a prolific offense, like a record breaking offense. And during that whole time, I was like the only voice out in the wilderness going, are you seeing how many points they're giving up? They're having to score 35 or 40 points a game because they're surrendering 25, 30 points, you know, 26 points, 30 points. And game after game after game, it's like, they can't stop anybody. They have to score like on every possession. And if they don't, holy crap. So it was weird because on paper, in offense, that the year after the Super Bowl, that offense was scary good. Mm-hmm. Scary good. The defense was also scary bad. Like scary bad. And last year, the defense was okay. They were hanging. They kept them in those games because the offense wasn't in sync. And we're back to this game. Uh, we're like, Half the equation is working, and the other half is like questionable. So does it worry me? No, but but it's because like I can see what it is. If they do not get that rectified, I don't know how they're going to. But if they do not get that rectified, then it won't matter if they score points because when they face somebody who can actually slow it down. Because again, I still got the same problem. In week one, Marquise Valdez Scantling caught a few balls, balls that he dropped last year. But he did still drop a couple of balls. So it's like he still has that in him to drop some key balls, but he'll make a spectacular play. He'll make a big, big passing play and he'll break one and catch it and it'll be great. And then he'll drop like an easy one. Right. But Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. So that's great. If Valdez Scantling can play well, you can put him on opposite sides of the field and go, all right, pick your poison. But if Valdez Scantling is dropping the ball, well, then you're going to like, we're going to put the defense wherever Devontae Adams is. That's our plan. Naturally. Yeah. It's like, that's our plan. What about the other one? What other ones? What about Lazard? What about Lazard? He's throwing it to Devante Adams. So we're, we're going to put the guys over there. Yep. Yeah. So the upside of all my teams is that it's actually really easy. Their glaring weaknesses are very obvious to me. <laughs> like, I, I can see them. They're like in flashing neon lights in front of my face. So that that's why I, I, it's a good question, but I laugh because it's like, well, how can I possibly freak out if I can see the the glaring omissions that they have in front of my face? So can the other team. Right. It's not it's not like it's hidden. It's not like it's a deep dark. Carlos, you gave away the secret. What the secret you can't see on film? Look yeah, at it. Exactly. Look, it's in front of your face. Look at it. The weaknesses are there. Whether you can exploit them or not, it's a different conversation. Well, absolutely, it is. Yeah. So at least they're playing the Lions. So that's good. So where do you expect them to defend? You expect them to win the division, or what are you thinking? They got the the good news is this. <clears throat> the good news is uh like week one they played Minnesota. So they've already beaten Minnesota. Week two they play the Lions. That's good news. The Chicago Bears are the third are the other team in the division. This is also good news. So the good news is. Their, their division comprises of the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions, and the Minnesota Vikings, who they've already beaten. 
Yeah, because I would that argue that the, the only one of those teams that's really w- should be good is is Minnesota, or to some degree, is Minnesota. And they've already got one victory. Yes. So the good news is they beat the toughest of those three that I just named. The other one is has Mitchell Trubisky, and the other one has Matthew Stafford, who's good. But, um, yeah. But, you know, lost in the most Detroit of ways, too, right, when they had a lead, too. So that's good news. The best part is that this is all I can say about the season so far, Dave. So as far as the division is concerned, that's good news. The good news is they're still in the NFC North. That's good news. That'll be my slogan. I want that on a shirt. That's good news. (laughs) We'll see what happens, right, man? That's that's Uh, all I got. That's all I got for those guys right now. I need to see them against more legitimate competition, and I need to see if they can clean up the defensive part of it. If the answer is yes, then I'm very happy. If the answer is no, then I'm very sad. Yeah, and they have, I mean, they have some theoretically tougher games coming up too, right? Yeah. They we'll actually we'll... do pre- play uh, the Tampa Bay Brady's. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the 49ers, right? Uh, you know, so there are some some games in there. Uh, you know, I would expect that based on their schedule, they should have a pretty easy go of things. Yeah, well, that's and that's kind of the advantage of it, but it's like, when you get so let's say they do win there and they get to the playoffs again we're projecting ahead we'll see what happens but if they do get to the playoffs then as presently comprised i am concerned that their weaknesses will become more glaring it's not dissimilar like an it's a scaled down version of what happened with the milwaukee bucks in the regular season it's fine when we get to the playoffs we're going to key in on your weaknesses we all know what they are so the question is, what can you do about it? Because you know what your weaknesses are. We know what your weaknesses are. And now we're far more focused and zo- lasered in on that specific weakness. Can you fix it? Or yeah. can you do something about it? If the answer is no, it's going to get really ugly really fast. So as it is, like this this Packers team is not really built to do amazing things. They had a great record last year, but they're also very fortunate. This year, they technically should regress, but the offense looked a lot better. But their weaknesses remain. The offense is a little better, might be able to mask it better, but I wouldn't be surprised if their record got worse, even if they played a little better because of less luck. Yeah. But if you get to the playoffs, at least you got a shot, then you're in the tournament. So we'll see what happens then. It's one game playoffs, right? I would, I would expect them, especially with their schedule and their division to absolutely make the playoffs. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be kind of how the way this is going to play out. Um, in the same vein, uh, I, I won't spend time uh, too much time on it, but like for your Saints team, it's like, it's almost they're they're almost in the same state where like the regular season who cares we we if you get to the playoffs great good for you okay what can you do here well exactly right because i think nobody's going to be happy with the saints making the playoffs right or just making the playoffs it's like okay like you've won the division the last three years and you know you in some cases have been really favored to make the super bowl not necessarily win it but make it for sure and and you've had you know three very heartbreaking losses for a variety of different reasons i'm very comfortable in saying uh and we've discussed this before i'm very comfortable in saying that in the the rams patriots year the saints would have won that super bowl just like they would have but they still needed to beat the rams who also couldn't do crap in the super bowl so if a team that sucks you lose to them what does that make you yeah well exactly right you know, and and multiple people in multiple ways have been at fault for that, right? And obviously, if if anybody wants to go back to it and talk, think about it since we brought it up, 
our very first episode was dissecting that uh, NFC Championship game between the Saints and the Rams. And, you know, you, you know, there's some insight in there that is not necessarily the uh, the common threads from that game, right? It's it's more than that PI or the non-PI call. Now, the question is, um, I saw a comparison that was given uh, that I thought was interesting. So not specifically for the Saints, but I think it kind of fits here. So the question becomes, are the New Orleans Saints kind of like, um, because the comparison I did hear given was that the New Orleans Saints are kind of the, uh, basically like the Washington Capitals in the NHL, or even the St. Louis Blues. Crap, sandwiched with a lucky break, sandwiched by more crap. So that was kind of fun. But, yeah, but I see. See, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. Which part? Uh the 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 second part of crap. Uh huh. It's not a crap sandwich in the sense that because, and, and this is this is why is uh-huh. because, right? There was a reason that the t- the team got the nickname the Aints, right? Is because from 1967 until 1991, they didn't even make the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So it's you can't compare those years to now and not winning. That like not winning at all. Okay. Right? Like you, you it, it's not comparable. After right? So if retired? you want to say crap, a lucky break compiled with lesser crap, maybe I'll give you that. But it's you, you, there's there really is no comparison to the first like to the from the you know post Super Bowl if that's what I'm assuming that's what people are referring to as the lucky break that was yeah. uh, so you can't you can't refer to the 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 Peyton Breeze era post Super Bowl as crap you just can't especially if you're comparing it to you know pre uh, 2009 Saints it just does it just doesn't work right any right it's like same thing with Tampa Bay right it's like if you follow the Bucks who were arguably even worse than the Saints, especially in those early years, they, they won a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. And and they haven't been near. I mean, they've had some bad seasons, and they've had you know Jameis thirty thirty club, but but now they have Tom thirty thirty club potentially. Yeah, potentially. well, it should be more like twenty thirty or like ten thirty. That's still thirty five. Who knows? Right, but uh, you can't comp- you can't say the early the early where you were just absolutely horrid. Why would you ever actually pay money to go watch this team with with now? In either case, I suppose, but I suppose, but it's like to me, being a being a playoff team that doesn't really accomplish anything that isn't really a thing to write. You might as well have just miss the playoffs. Well, no, but I, but here's the thing, right? Like mm-hmm. personally, I think if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan or a Cleveland Browns fan. You know, making the playoffs is probably something to celebrate because, you know, you you don't suck at least for that one year. You're not, comp- you know, I mean, if you win a division, if they if, if either of them won the won the uh, you know the AFC North, they did in the in the Dalton era. They made the playoffs a couple of times. Yeah, but I mean, the first time or like the first Dalton playoff appearance, that's something to celebrate. Right? They made the Super Bowl once, you know, with Boomer Dyson. I, I know, I know. Right. And, you know, Cleveland has an NFL championship or several, a couple of NFL championships, you know, because Jim Brown was really good when he played under the old franchise. Yes. Buddy, it, it, technically, it's all the same because the records still belong. But yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we'll see, I suppose. I guess I guess we'll I guess it'll depend on whether um, I guess it'll depend on what the post breeze era looks like. Now, mind you, with Go Jameis, you know, that could be the era of prosperity. Who knows, man? I mean, who knows? I mean, 
granted, we have a very small sample size. Uh, you know, Taysom Hill looks all right. Like he looks like he could potentially be a starting NFL, you know, starting caliber NFL quarterback. <laughs> you can laugh that all you want, Carlos. Based on what? He's made a couple of passes. Literally a couple. Hey. I can count them on one hand. Laugh all you want, Carlos. I actually I, I, I actually feel... think Mitchell Jabrisky has made more passes than Taysom Hill. Uh, he probably oh I'm sure he has. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he has. No, but more like decent passes. He well, made a lot of shit passes. No, he's made a lot of shit passes. Through sheer volume, he has made more decent passes. Through sheer volume. Okay, fair enough. Well, yeah. Right. yeah. It's like, fair you enough. know, in thousands of, in hundreds of passes, he has made like seven, and Taysom Hill has like six good passes. But the but the thing is, you know, percentage wise, still Taysom Hill. Fantastic. Taysom Hill is the small sample size king. He is the small sample size goat. Hey man. Didn't Julian Edelman have like a bunch of touchdown passes? Shouldn't he be the percentage touchdown goat? He might actually be. To be fair, uh, now that you bring that up and remind me of that, that is quite possible that he might be actually. So what you're saying is you should get Edelman so that you can have the one-two combo of small sample size goats. Let's do it. Why not? And we also have Jameis Winston. Just keep, you know, why don't we just get Kyrie Irving so we can have the malcontent goat too, even though he doesn't play football, but why not? Because, hey, I just them all same team. I've just described the era of Saints football that are like, okay, this team is shit, but fun to watch. Oh my God. It's like, what happened? It's like, it's like, oh, are we watching Sunday night football? You mean the Sunday night Saints game of the week? Hell yes. It's like, wait, do they have it? No, the Saints are on every Sunday on prime time. They're probably going to lose. Joe, Joe we, actually, is- we actually, we're actually the Nesna network betting that they're going to lose, but we're still going to air them because damn, this is entertaining. We will air every single game. It is appointment viewing for the entire NFL season. It's like, will anybody else ever get on Sunday night? Why bother? This is the best show. It's like they'll go, just man. get it all. They'll get all the all the media credentialized the way they do during the Super Bowl. Joe Buck will do like the second half. They'll get out Michaels to do the first half. It's like, why are we doing this, I guys? Joe Buck is, here, he's a Hall of Famer now, eh? This is this is what I hear. You got dual Hall of Famers now. I feel like the "It's Loud" uh, was enough. It's the iconic play call, Dave. It's the iconic play call. It really is. Think about it. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we're done with football. Yes. Yes. All right. Awesome. So I think next on the agenda, you want to talk about some basketball squeak, squeak, swish. What do you got? <laughs> now that needs its own video where you just have that. That's your next job. Uh, no, I want to point, I want to talk about Boston for a bit. Now, obviously when I first had this thought, uh, they weren't down to not two games to nothing as of the time of I'm saying this, obviously they play tonight that we record. Uh, but they're down two games to nothing to Miami and two games that they probably should have won, or at least definitely should have won the first game yeah. uh, considering how much they're up. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to see, uh, you know, especially after them beating the Raptors and stuff, I was like, why, why is this team decent? Right. And literally I'm looking at, if you take a look at their starting lineup, all they really did is get rid of Kyrie Irving and bring in and bring in Kemba Walker. Mm-hmm. right uh they also got rid of al horford those are the two but a lot of time uh you know you talk there is talk in sports about a- addition through subtraction mm-hmm. i really think this boston celtics team is probably the textbook definition now of that yes yeah but right? they, I, 
jokes aside, I argued this at the time. The reason he is the goat malcontent is like he doesn't contribute. He doesn't make anything better. He literally makes everything worse. The only time Kyrie was good when, when he was a sidekick. And he knew he was a sidekick because he's like, so LeBron is a star. Kyrie, you're the other guy. But you're the other guy. Right. But also don't – I also remember the reason – the reason – you know, he wanted LeBron out and wanted because he thought he was the guy to lead everything. Agreed. Right? Agreed. But that's what I'm trying to get at. He's wrong. <laughs> History keeps proving him wrong. And in the Boston situation, he had the chance to be the guy with talented people around him who were willing to allow him to be the guy if he was capable of being the guy. Correct. Yeah. So like they were, they were willing to acquiesce to this attempt. He's not the first basketball player to make this attempt. The secret is, though, when it comes time to be the guy, you better know how to be the guy. For for all the criticism LeBron James receives, and some of it rightfully so, and some of it unfairly so, he does know how to be the guy. Absolutely. When the moment comes. Like, you can talk about his finals record, but he also tended to play pretty good teams. The year, he played in Cleveland where he didn't have the supporting cast for all of it. Uh, like, his first NBA Finals appearance, it was way too soon, and that team had no business being there. They were underpowered. They basically had LeBron and some guys and they played a San Antonio Spurs team who was vastly superior mm -hmm. and well-coached and all of it. And they lost, not shockingly. He went to Miami. The first one against Dallas, they probably should have won. In all fairness, they should have won that one. But after that, they won two out of the next three. Pretty good. And then he went over to, and then he went back to Cleveland, won a championship against uh, Golden State. Yep. Should have won the first one. After after being down uh, three, three to, one. to one. Yeah. Should have won the first one, though, in fairness. Again, again, he seems to struggle with the first attempt on these things for some bizarre reason. But he should have won the first one against Golden State when they were the favorites, Cleveland was. The second time around, then they did win three games to one, you know, came back and all that. And then um, and then they played a super team after that. So, yeah. like, I can't give him too much flack for playing a super team and struggling. So, you know, it's uh, it happens. But he kept getting there, and he kept getting to the final again and again and again and again. And... Um, at this advanced age in basketball terms, he's in position, prime position A to get there again yeah, with another absolutely. franchise. So, like, you can't, in contrast to the Kyrie example, wherever he goes, he leaves disaster in his wake. You have to point out that, like, everywhere, every time LeBron James leaves, the team that he left sucks. Yeah. And then the team he goes to either is good or gets good really fast. Correct. So you can argue it's machinations and it's like, well, then hire him as general manager because he knows how to do that too. So like, whatever, it doesn't matter. He's figuring out a way to come, to put together a winner. Yeah, no. And, uh, you know, it, it obviously remains to be seen as, as the stat has been and well put out there that any team that's gone, no team in NBA history has come back from a three to nothing deficit. Right. And so if Boston, if Boston loses tonight, then they do not have history on their side. However, uh, obviously, this team, this Boston team has gone further than the Kyrie Boston team. Yep. Uh, right. And I not like, I mean, a lot of people are high on Brooklyn next year, uh, but it'll be interesting to see because, well, I trust Kevin Durant. It'll be interesting to see how he and Kyrie Irving get along, even though obviously they've gone into this thing uh, thinking that things are going to go well. And it's going to be interesting to see what uh, Steve Nash does as coach when he's never coached before. Right. Obviously, I have all the respect in the world for Steve Nash for what he's done as a player and for a member of Canada basketball. Right. I love the guy for all that. But he's very, you know, he's unproven as a coach. And quite frankly, I mean, obviously, if you're going to get the job, you're probably going to take it. But would you want to coach Kyrie? 
Dave, we already discussed this. The plan is in place. That's true. Yes, that's true. I Nunavut. forgot about the plan. Nunavut. We fix this. And then you Kyrie know, Kevin... will never make it onto the court next season. And then Kevin Durant will just take them to the championship. That Possibly. you know what you know what be you know what also be satisfying. Not I, I shouldn't say satisfying because uh, I don't I don't want to ever make it sound like I want somebody to get injured because I don't. But let's just say like they 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 start playing and they re- like assuming the Nunavut thing for some reason didn't happen. Uh, then they really like suck and everyone's like oh you guys suck and then for some reason Kyrie gets some freak injury. And then Kevin Durant just goes off, and they end up winning the NBA title without Kyrie. That's bad. that could happen. It's that awful. would be that would be satisfying, not because he got injured, but just because he, you know, it's like you guys sucked with Kyrie. All of a sudden, Kyrie's not there, and Brooklyn wins. See, this is where I, this is where you and I differ. I I'm happy to wish injuries on people all the time. I wish injury upon every good player on Tampa Bay right now. Wow, but Carlos, are you talking about the Tampa oh. Bay Lightning or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yes, yes, yes I am. Yes, I am. I don't care. I'm not particular. It makes no difference to me. Yeah, why not both, Dave? Why not both? Uh, whatever, Carlos. Hey, listen, it works out. I'll take it. I don't care. Th- this th- this year's championship is already weird. Doesn't make any difference. Like it's really genuinely nothing. Everything's in play. One of these teams is going to win a championship. It's going to be weird. The ratings are probably going to be shit because it's two Southern teams. Let's face it. Uh, and it's in a weird year. It's bizarre, all of it. I suspect the Stanley Cup championship, you know, will be contested. Somebody will win it, and it'll be handed off by this guy. Because he doesn't even know what sport he actually runs. And Gary Bemmon <laughs> at some point will be like, what are you doing? That's my thing. And then they'll fight on the ice. And that will be entertaining. Yeah, that and be hopefully, while they're fighting, Jamie Benn will just sit there going like, can't we all just get along while he's holding the cons, my Dave? That's all I need. He's sitting there going like, can we just finish the ceremony now and take our team pictures and stuff? You know what? You guys keep fighting. We'll just we'll do our thing. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Hey, man. Hey, the dream is still alive, Carlos. Crossing all the fingers. We've made lots of jokes about it on this podcast and you know off air together as Dallas has been going through these playoffs. And the dream is still alive, Carlos. Come on, Carlos Jamie. is holding up a card of Jimmy Ben currently. Not just that, a uh, rookie card, a signed rookie card. It is a signed parallel of his rookie card, the gold version, number to twenty-five, Dave. And it also have a piece of jersey as well. You damn right it does. It's a patch. It's a patch jersey card, number to twenty-five, Dave. That's pretty worth sweet, at man. least forty-five cents. At least. It's a nice card. It is. I have almost all of his work. Did I mention already? I have almost all of his working cards, including parallels and a bunch of other shit. Yes, I believe so. I have literally spent thousands of dollars on Jamie Benn cards over the years, Dave, literally thousands. And I need this man to win. Do it for me, Jamie. Do it for (laughs) me. God damn it. You guys have Uh, one job. I love it. So I say like, if it takes Tampa Bay, the entire franchise getting injured, I don't care if they have a mascot. I hope he gets injured too. Wow. Speaking of mascots, did you did you see that video that's been trending uh, of the the I can't remember what the guy's name is, but he's a, like a new player in Carolina. Okay. And he and he's like talking to uh one of the receivers and he's like, "Who's that over there? Who's that bear over there?" And it's like the Panthers mascot, so it's a guy dressed up as a panther. He's like, "Oh, that's Sir Purr." And he's like, "Sir Purr?" Is that it's really like, the name of the mascot? Yeah. That is Dude. so lame. 
Dude, look up, look up the clip. It's actually no. I'm not funny. not looking it up. I I don't even want to associate with anything saying Sir Purr. I feel like if you type in Sir Purr, not safe for work videos would come up. <laughs> like, think of those words and imagine if you type that into Google, the shit that should come up. All right, let's see what happens. I'm typing it in right now. <laughs> oh, everything. Okay, it's all about the mascot. Okay, uh, all the like the links at the top links are all about Robbie Anderson confused by Panthers quote-unquote bear mascot in hilarious mic'd up thing, right? Players, pan, uh, Panthers player mis- hilariously mistakes team mascot for a bear. Prompting, oh, what? Prompting, uh, that's Sir Purr, bro, response. That's kind of disappointing. I, I, I What you're saying is that Pornhub let me down. I don't know how. I feel, I feel, like, I feel like someone would have already thought of this. And there's also a Twitter account. Uh, okay. It's so for just Sir so Purr? You know, yes. <laughs> But he's just so you know, he's right. changed his name right. instead of his. No, I'm not playing the whole clip. <laughs> okay, but just so you know, instead of his name like being Sir Pur, like the Twitter handle is at Sir Pur, but instead of his name being Sir Pur, whatever, he's changed his name to I'm That Bear. Y'all are true trash. <laughs> All of y'all. Like I'm not I'm not gonna lie, I kind of love it. I I I could totally see that being a thing for you. Yes. Yeah, but he's just like, what's happening? Like, and the, the best is Carlos. You, I know you're not whatever. It, it, Carlos is not gonna watch the video, but if you're listening and you haven't seen the video, go search it out because it is entertaining. Especially when he's like, dude, that's Sir Purr. Like, is this, if it's nothing, that's Sir Purr. He's like, do you actually call him that, Sir Purr? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, you say like, yo, what's up, Sir Purr? He's like, yeah. I love it. I love it, Carlos. True trash. All of it is trash. Everything is where's where's some roller jam when I need, when I need. remember remember I'm a Saints fan. This team plays in the division. I hate the Panthers, but I love that clip. And Sir Purr, you were the man. Not Whoa, quite what? as the man as you know, Sir Saint. I was about to also, say, like, of is there like a sir favorite. something for the Buccaneers and a sir I, something I, for the Falcons? I was about to say that you should be in favor of this, given that you have a mascot for the freaking Sir. In it. We, also, we have two mouths. We also have Gumbo the dog. You should call it Sir Gumbo. Why not? Hold on, hold on a second. A hold on a second. Ready? There you go, Carlos. You need a Sir Purr to go along with with you know Sir Saint. Why not? And there's Gumbo. Of course you did. Of course you did. Just so you know, I'm holding up the uh, the uh, yeah the, pl- the they're part of they're part of Dave's extensive plush animal collection. He had that before he had kids, by the way. Don't ask. That's true. Uh, hey man, yeah. I collect. I, they're sports mascots. Of I also course. have the raptor. Of course, they, indeed, indeed. Sir Raptor, you mean? Yeah, I wish, man. We're just gonna rename every mascot, sir. Every, What's Green Bay's mascot? Is like just a block of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> but an inanimate block of cheese. There's actually nobody in it. Exactly. <laughs> a block of cheese. It, it's like, it's like, but shouldn't it move or dance or something? It's a piece of cheese, bro. It's like a real piece of cheese. It's just there. They just put on a pedestal for the games. Well, they had a, they had a luxury, uh, a luxury sports watch that was actually made out of cheese. Seriously? Yeah. What they did is they treated it so that it was coated so that the cheese wouldn't go bad, but it's actually was a, a wheel of cheese. Interesting. Yeah, it was made by uh, Moser. Moser and C is is the brand, and they did it as a joke. But it was an actual luxury watch that they coated, by the way, so that it wouldn't go bad. And it was cool. a piece of cheese. So there you go. Now you know. 
But I think this mysterious block, this block of cheese should just mysteriously move to different random places throughout the game. They're like, wasn't it just over there in section like 102? And now it's in 513. How did it get there? Well, I would like I would like it if they did footage of it, but it was almost like um like the Blair Witch project where you just had like a glitch out and then the cheese would disappear and then appear in the other section. Yes. It would but it move. should also have a mascot would... following guy just because. Well, yeah, but he would also teleport. Yeah, like the cheese. Yeah, I'm down for that. Just think though, he wouldn't he wouldn't be as out of breath because it's like, well, I'm teleporting, man. He's like, but it's a piece of cheese, bro. Yeah. I'm de- dude, I I don't I'm I don't care what Green Bay's mascot actually is. If it's not a piece of cheese, it literally needs to change to one. Yeah, it's a piece of cheese named Sir Cheese. <laughs> Whatever, man. You <laughs> might as well. You might as well. I'm both proud and horrified with this conversation, with Dave. I am both proud <laughs> and horrified. If, and literally, in the middle of it, I stuck like a half clip of the Neymar rolling clip. Like, just in there, just because. Hey, why not? It seemed appropriate. Holy shit. This has become a meme machine, this whole crap. Well, now, now so everybody knows, Dave is, Dave is now a, a co-moderator on the Facebook page. So, Dave, you're publishing this shit. And you know what? I'm going to make a clip of this entire section of the conversation. That's going on there. All right, buddy. God damn. God damn. So are you ready to talk MLB now? I'm still trying to get my head around Sir Burr, Sir Cheese, Sir Saint, Sir whatever the fuck else is going on. I don't even know. Do you want should I do you want me to share the screen and show show everybody Sir Purr, man? Oh yeah, but, but, but might as well. This is already enough of a train wreck. Please. Bye. Okay, hold on. Let me just uh let me I'm just gonna open the, the Twitter account because why not? All right, so let's do this. I'm hoping Dallas can score. Save me. All right. So, I you, you can you Hold see on. my screen, Carlos? Hold on. I can do that. Hold on. Here we go. It's coming. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. So I, I have control over it so that I can okay. Gotcha. So, so let me sense. know what. Let me know what's yeah, good. You should see it on screen right now. Yeah. Okay. So there you are. Right. I'm that bear at Sir Purr. There is Sir Purr in, right in there. In fairness, man. though, if you look at the bigger picture, it does kind of look like a bear. That's like shoulder top, like look at the but top. I mean, here. uh, you know, where's the? Do they have one of him? This is kind of to be fair. This is kind of what he was looking at when he said, "Hey, who's that bear?" Wow, he, That's kind of the view we had. What if? What if he needed the LASIK that Goat James got, the LASIK that will allow him to become the greatest of all time? That could look like a bear under the right circle. But if you scroll to the top, if you look at the first picture, though, I uh, yeah, I know, I agree with you. And but like, I just want to say, here's the video too, if you like want it. There right. you go. So just Google Sir Purr and you and you'll get what you're looking for. I'm still disappointed in Pornhub. They let me down, big time, bigly. Well, you know Terrible. what? I, I I feel the trendingness of that video clip is probably what's making you know all Sir Purr all the time. Oh no, I'm in agreement with this. I can guarantee you the porno is being made right now as we speak. Like it's literally being shot right now live by somebody named you know Sir Cameraman because everything. <laughs> You just put serve on everybody. It, All right, man. I want to talk MLB well. now. I I, I want to know. I want to get your take on something Dave Roberts did this week. All right. So hold on. So uh, let let's quickly talk about one thing, and then we'll do then we'll do Dave Roberts piece. Maybe I should have a Dave Roberts clip of some kind. Anyway. Um. Okay. So the Jays are playing like shit. The one part I can't figure out is how by accident they allowed the Yankees to to hit six home runs in three consecutive games. Which yeah, is almost inconceivable. Man. It's actually, I want to talk about it for a second because it's inconceivable. Like, couldn't you like bean a guy? 
You know what? Just be like four straight Yankees and load the bases and score and let them have the run that way. Don't give up six home runs in a game, three consecutive games. What the fuck yeah. is that? I don't know, man. It, it's, it, it was brutal. Right. And it was like, you know, you're thinking, okay, well, I've had a bad game, whatever. Okay. You can move on to the next one. And the next one's like, wait a minute, the exact same thing happened. Obviously, the number of runs isn't the same, but the Yankees really beat up on the Jays and just mashed it, man. Well, you'd think at that point they would throw the ball, I don't know, lower or something. Yeah. Like adjust in some way because you're clearly doing the wrong thing over and over and over again if they're clobbering you over and over again. Like, my God. Yeah, but Somewhere. I mean- Somewhere off in the distance, Mike Stroud is like, wait a minute. How can I get in on some of this stat padding? Yeah, bro. Well, look at this. Our, the home run leader in, in the major leagues is Luke Boyd, Boyd now. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? Yeah, he has 20 home runs, I think. And, yeah, he has uh, 20 he, home runs. I think he hit like 19 of them in the J-Series. I think that's yeah, how exactly. that went. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, it's like they didn't know that home run derby was on, as it turns out. Yeah, it was. But by the way, I'm not letting the Jays off the hook because it's not like they scored a ton of runs, too. It's one thing if it had been like, you know, oh, 10 9, and they gave up a ton of home runs. Like, no, I think they got shut out in one of the games. And against, have, Philadelphia, they got sure, but... and against Philadelphia, they definitely got shut out. I was like, well, you guys could put up some offense too, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's not like they're very good. Like, well, the thing the is, team, it's, you know, the thing is, I, I can't, they were playing better than I expected, uh, given that I thought they were shit. And, you know, now they're playing like shit, but, it's you know they're already they're technically still in a playoff spot. So it's like, well, you guys could try playing better. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be, that'd be an idea. You could try that. Like it's an eight team playoff this year. It's eight teams. So this is we're playing hockey and NBA rules right now. Sixteen teams make the playoffs. Dave and I, our softball team, play makes the playoffs. We don't even have a softball team, and social distancing wouldn't allow it. But we also made the playoffs. There you go, man. I don't know, man. Like. No excuse this year. Like this should be the cheapest playoff appearance the Jays will ever have. This Correct. should be the laziest and cheapest one. Absolutely. I wouldn't even 100%. celebrate it. But hundred percent, it should happen. Uh, I'm hoping that I'm hoping they figure it out. Like you know what, just squeak into the playoffs and then get swept. I don't care. But get in in an eight team playoff in your in your. You have no excuse. In your league, you have no excuse. Like no excuse, yeah. especially considering the way they were playing there for a stretch. Absolutely correct. But I now on an unrelated note. I like this whole Dallas actually getting shots on net thing happening. I like this. This is like the opposite of what the last series was. Hey, man. And enjoy it while you can, right? Because it could go your way eventually. Yeah, we'll see. Listen, I'm. I, this is a situation where I'm literally rooting to lose hundreds of dollars. Literally rooting to be like, please cost me hundreds of dollars. That is all I ask this team to do. Cost me a lot of money. Yeah. Hey, man. It's that, that would be uh, my, what my brother calls the happy hedge. It is right. You bet it. You bet against your team, so you're happy if you win the money. But if you don't win the money, at least your team won. Yeah, that's that's right now. That is that was that is how we got this set up. Like I need compensation. If Tampa's going to do what I expect them to do, I need to be compensated. But if Dallas can pull it off, I will happily eat the loss, and I will continue eating the loss as I go to NHL.com and hit buy, buy, buy the <laughs> swag. I love it. All the swag. I love it. Indeed. Okay, cool. Uh, tell me what Dave Roberts has done. What's going on? All right. So as you know, people like to mix things, and especially Dave Roberts, like to mix things up in the playoffs, right? And and there's a lot of, you know, starters coming in later in games and whatnot. But one of the things that happens, you know, typically in playoffs, especially in, you know, the earlier series, right, where it's like a best out of five, is that 
obviously your four starter, your fifth starter, maybe even your fifth starter in the like the championship series and the world series doesn't actually ever start a game. Right. So it's quite possible the starting pitcher will be coming out of the bullpen. So Dave Roberts said, you know what? This is probably going to happen. So uh, it was a game. Dustin May. I don't know. Do you know, you know, the, the redhead with the flow uh, on the Dodgers. Redhead with, did you say the redhead with the flow or with the yeah, fro? The flow. He's got like massive like hair out the back. Okay. So he's a redhead uh, Fabio. Yeah. And he, and he throws, you know, like a hundred miles an hour. Great. Okay. So anyway, so he, he is potentially one of the candidates. Like you obviously know Bueller is going to start. And Kershaw's going to start. They're going to be your one-two. And then from there on, who knows? Mm-hmm. Right? That's the way this Dodgers team is, you know, built. And the fact that they didn't do anything in the trade def- deadline still pisses me off. But that's another thing. Anyway, so Dave Roberts is like, Decime, you're probably going to come out of the bullpen sometime. So it's your scheduled game to start. Uh, so you're going to come out of the bullpen. So he pitched uh, Brewster Gratterall and I think Adam Kalarik pitched innings one-two. And then Dustin May came in and pitched like five and a half innings or whatever. So he did his regular start. He just didn't start the game. He came in in, the, I believe, the third so inning. So what you're saying, if I understand you correctly, is that Dave Roberts is now playing Tom Dundon 4D chess. Correct. He goes, I can't fuck up the late game if I start the late game from the beginning. No one will see it coming. There you go. And it, and it worked, and they won that game. So the, Dave... Tom Dunn 40 chess. Of course it works. Right. It's so stupid that it's brilliant. And I think it was against the San Diego Padres too. Sure. If I, if I uh, am correct, I'm not a hundred percent sure in that, but uh, let me just double check that one. But I'm, I'm, I'm uh, pretty sure that that's, uh, that's who it was. Yeah. And San Diego has got a pretty formidable lineup. Like they've really been very impressive. Like Manny Machado, I think is tied for the national league lead in home runs uh, along with the Mookie Betts And I think a couple other guys, because I think in the national league, I think the league lead is 16 home runs right now as we speak. Yeah. Pretty impressive. I will say pretty impressive. So uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, but uh, there you go, man. Dave Roberts doing his thing. Cause you know, LA's clinched the playoff spot. So let's mess around with things because why not? Hells yes. Well, listen, once you clinch the playoff spot, that, that is the time to screw around if you're going to bother. Well, no, it's true. Uh, but obviously, you know, they're only a few games up on Cincinnati or sorry, Cincinnati. I don't want to say that San Diego for the, uh, for the lead in the division. Right. So That's- PS and random MLB news. You hear of uh, Verlander's going undergoing Tommy John. I did. I did. Yes. I think that'll be interesting. I've got a couple of other random MLB pieces if you want. Sure, uh, let let's hear it. The ba- I just wanted to get your take and see because I was like, seriously, Dave Roberts. Like, well, I, I, here's the thing: as much but, as I know, you know what, if he, enjoy- go ahead. Sorry, if he's going in your way in terms of you know he's playing the 4D chess, uh, you can't screw up the late game if you start early. It did work. It'll be like the meme of that guy. Remember, which guy? There's there's the meme of the of the guy who looks kind of like Levar Burton pointing at his head. There's yes. a, there's a million of them. Yep, yep. There's I know what the meme you're talking about. Yeah. There you go. Sure. That's there it, Dave. Go, That's it right there. But no, uh, no, there's a couple of a uh, couple of little items and news and notes that I thought were interesting. So we'll definitely talk about those. Uh, one of them I want to kind of discuss and an obvious one, uh, you know, fa- fan of the podcast, personal favorite. Uh, Albert Pujols has passed Willie Mays. Yes, that's true. He hit his, he is, uh, 661st. And uh, so tell me, who is, who and is 662nd? Oh, I didn't know that one. Who's who's fourth? All right. Well, let's do it together. Number one is Barry Bonds. Yep. Number two is Hank Aaron. 
Number three is Babe Ruth. Yep. So who's number four? I believe it's A-Rod. Really? Oh, that's disappointing. But yeah, yeah that go- makes Google sense. it, Google it, but I think he's got like 690. I think he's got yeah, like 690 and change. That's probably right. Let's see. Okay. Yeah. If memory serves me, I'm doing this off the top of my head. I believe it. But yeah, A-Rod. man. Uh, congrats to Albert, Albert Pujols because that guy's awesome. You know, yep. and and I'm really, yeah, it is A-Rod. Yeah. So the thing is that Pujols is a legend. With 696. Yeah. It tells you, though, it tells you, though, how much he had alienated the Yankees that they just didn't want to bring him back. They didn't want to deal with any of it because he still had time left on his contract. They basically paid him. A oh, yeah. He, I mean, if they wanted to, they could have kept him playing till he hit uh, hit that many. Right. Till he hit 700 at least. Well, they basically paid him to sit home. They literally were like, we're not putting you in the lineup. You can yeah. you can sit home and rot. And uh, it tells you how he alienated successfully. That, uh, just for sure. the record, um, obviously this is when they when they're talking about their age as well. The next highest current MLB player mm-hmm. is Miguel Cabrera with, with four hundred eighty three. Yep. Yeah, he's closing in on five hundred. Um, I think he should get there. Although he has certainly slowed down with injuries and stuff in recent years, um, and he's not hitting particularly well this year, unfortunately for him. But I'm, I'm hoping. I think he'll get the 500 home runs, and that'll be good. And then it's going to be a while. That's what's going to make it really interesting. Yeah, like the like the next closest people are all, you know, in their late 30s. Well, that's just it. It's not actually that easy to hit home runs. People well, are there you go. Like I guess good. so in 133rd, you have Giancarlo Stanton, at, who's 30, who has 312 home runs. That's right. But, you know... And he obviously, I think, would be a candidate to get way up there, but he can't stay healthy. That's so. correct. But you want to know an interesting comparison, though. Here's an interesting one. So John Carlos Sand, to your point, is 30. Um, his teammate, uh, so I haven't referred to it at all outside of showing that one Jamie Benn card. I haven't talked about cards at all this show. But let's uh, let me quickly mention one thing that's kind of still interesting for me. I was having a conversation the other day, and the conversation pertained to like the Aaron Judge rookie cards because there are still people that really are still hot on Aaron Judge, and they still like are fans, and they still collect his cards and stuff, which is fine, all good. You can collect whoever you want, no, you know, no big deal there. Mm-hmm. But Judge is interesting for me because outside of that breakout season, he's obviously been hurt a ton. But Aaron Judge is like 28 now, or 27 to 28, and he's got 119 career home runs. Almost half of them came in that one season. So he's a lot like Giancarlo Stanton, except Giancarlo Stanton was able to play enough seasons, even though he was always hurt too. He was able to play enough during the seasons he st- played because he started early that he was able to compile 300 home runs. But Aaron yeah. Judge is in a position where it's like, at the rate you're going, it may take you three or four years to get to 200 home runs. And you can still potentially be paying hundreds of dollars for his autographed rookie card. And I'm like, Why? Outside of that one season, like being a true MVP candidate, and he was. He was a real MVP candidate that year. Yeah. Outside of that one year run, it's like as an overall, like career-wise, he's kind of junk. Not because he's not good when he plays, it's just he doesn't play. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's just kind of a weird thing, an anomaly. Right now, the markets, for some reason, hasn't adjusted to that. And it's like I, I kind of lose hope for him for all time. Maybe he'll have a good season here and there if he can stay healthy for a year. But when John Carlos Sand stayed healthy for a year, he almost hit 60. Yeah. So there's like a big difference in terms of uh, the two players uh, like ceiling if they're playing healthy, but both guys struggle with staying healthy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think um, 
there aren't too many like monster home run guys right now. There aren't too many guys who have that kind of consistency. As much as I as much as I joke about it, like Trout's probably one of those guys who will probably compile a lot of home runs by the time it's said and done. But that's going to be by compiling. It's going to be like 35 home runs one year, 34 home runs another year, 36 home runs another year. Again, though, that's assuming he stays healthy and uh, he's been having some trouble with that the last couple of years. And technically, including this season, which obviously is nobody's fault. Everybody's in the same boat. But you missed out on about 100 games this year that would have otherwise been played normally. Mm -hmm. And he was injured for about 30 games last year. So between this year and last year, he's missed about a complete season of his prime. Yeah. Which is going to hurt. By the time it's all said and done. So those uh, num- those numbers in the 600s and 660s are looking pretty good for the future. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we'll see. There's a lot of young players who have some potential, but you got to play really well for a long time or put up some really gaudy numbers for a little while in order Correct. to get up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's basically what happened with Pujols. He, was, he put up some gaudy numbers, but he never hit 50 home runs. He hit 49 once, but he also hit like, 38 home runs, 40 home runs, 38 home runs, 30, 40 home runs. And he just kept doing it year after year after year. He he hit almost 450 home runs in St. Louis before he left for the Angels. Yeah, exactly. And people forget that like he racked up some s- sick borderline Hall of Fame numbers. By the time he was in his early 30s, he was almost he had almost punched his ticket to the Hall of Fame by mm-hmm. then. But here's the side thing with him that makes Pujols more special to me in terms of an overall hitter. He's also a 3,000 hit guy and almost a thir- and 3,200 plus hits along with 600 home runs, along with almost 2,100 RBIs, which is disgusting. All of that together is disgusting. Yeah. You won't see one of those guys again. Like even the guys that people like talking about, like I said, the trout, like I said, even if he compiles his stats, costs him, he's not the same kind of hitter. His, his claim to fame is that he's an overall player, which is fine but he's not that kind of hitter. We haven't seen that kind of hitter in a while and I'm sure we will, but haven't seen it yet. Yep. So that's good. I wanted to make sure uh, Albert Pujols got his props. Absolutely. As he should, as he should an accomplishment. So like I said, though, he did hit two home runs though. And now he's at six sixty two. Nice on that game. So that's that. And then I believe there was one more thing I wanted to look at here. I'm just trying to remember what it was. Um, I feel like there was another point I wanted to make. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Here it is. Um, about the whole thing with the White Sox being ridiculous. You know, yeah. Jose Abreu has 51 RBIs. 51. 51. Which is pretty spectacular considering, you know, that there's only – it's only a 60-game season. So, yeah. Yeah, like – Back in the day, there used to be guys who put up like gaudy RBI numbers who could do stuff like that in short stretches. But like the 51 RBIs is coming in at 52 games. So he's just shy of an RBI a game, which is just shy of 162 RBI pace, which is sick. Absolutely it is. But yeah, the White Sox kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, I can't remember where we when we talked about them where we thought they were going to finish. Obviously, that when we did that preview, we were previewing a 162 game schedule. Uh, I don't think either of us had them winning the division, though. I'm sure the altered tapes will show just that, Dave. <laughs> In fact, I happen to know for a fact that the altered tapes will show that Carlos predicted he would have 51 RBIs through 52 games. Hey, that is what the altered tapes will say. That's fair. That's fair. You know, being that they're altered and everything. Yeah, yeah. Those. Funny enough, those altered tapes, like, did you know that they're you know, never past, wrong? Past Carlos realized that uh, Tom Brady was going to go to Tampa Bay. 
He realized that Jameis Winston would become future GOAT. There's still time for that. We're working on it. And he also <laughs> and he also deduced that the Dallas Stars were going to get the Stanley Cup final. So weird. So weird. Like, past Carlos was like a genius, Dave. He even realized that at some point he would get bogged down into a stupid conversation that involved Sir Purr and Sir Saint somehow. Hey, man. Holy shit. That guy knew his stuff. He knew his stuff. He's a genius. Clairvoyant genius. I genuinely don't know what normally I try to come up with like a cute title for these podcasts. And I genuinely don't know where I want to go. Part of me wants to go. Part of me wants to go. I feel like Sir Purr is going to end up in there somewhere or rolling Neymar and Sir Purr. I'm working on it. I, I, I'm trying to workshop the title in my head. I got nothing. This one, we really did go to nonsense. Like all of this shit, all of it. We do, man. That's what we do. Sometimes more so than others, but uh, this time we live up to the name big time. All right, so I think we've got everything covered for the most part. One last thing I want to do, though, before we go. Um, obviously, we got the general thoughts, though. Any thoughts on the Clippers completely fizzling out? Because that made me laugh. I, not really, In the other than the sense that it really just made me happy uh, for a variety of reasons. Because I think I always listen to a lot of uh, NBA radio on SiriusXM. And the prevailing thought that sort of came out of the talking heads after that, which which I love, is that Basically, the Clippers entered this season with a swagger and talked a lot of shit uh, for a team that hasn't won anything, right? This playoffs included total championships, Toronto Raptors, one. Los Angeles Clippers, San Diego Clippers, and Buffalo Braves, zero. Uh, you know, uh, so it's kind of like, you know, it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it because we can, Carlos. I'm going to bring in that, refer- that uh, wrestling phrase from Ric Flair. Uh, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And the Clippers thought they were the man, but hadn't beat anybody. Right? And they really had the chance because they had, you know, a 19-point lead and blew it. They had a 16-point lead and blew it. Uh, they were up in Game 7. Uh, obviously not that big, but they were up and lost that lead and then just completely fell apart in the second half. Yes. Uh you know, and I think there's going to be a bunch of those Clippers that aren't around. Well, maybe not a bunch, but Montrose Harrell because he's his contract's done. I don't think he's going to be back next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lou Williams has, you know, shit talk Toronto. He played in Toronto for a season, but he should talk Toronto. So I'm happy to see him lose because fuck him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you know, I had a buddy at work who's like, well, I feel bad for Kawhi. And I was like, I don't. Right. Like, I'm thankful for Kawhi and his time is one year with the Raptors and helping, the, you know, the Raptors win a championship and all that. But I don't feel bad for him. I mean, he chose that. He went there. He orchestrated the whole Paul George thing, uh, you know, and they basically, you know, gave control. Steve Ballmer basically gave control of the franchise to him and Uncle Dennis. Uh, and so, yeah, no, I don't feel bad for them. Uh, I'm I'm quite satisfied with the fact that they got smoked. But one important thing is that, um, and this is a perfect callback to an early episode of this podcast. Once upon a time, we thought that Kawhi was Kaiser Soze. And alas, and alas, he was fake Kaiser Soze. Because if you watch that movie, there was a fake Kaiser Soze. That's a good movie, man. It's a good movie. It, it stands up. It really is. It's it's strong. It's solid. But now we're going to have to find out who the real Kaiser Soze is. That's true. Could it be Masai Ujiri? I actually think it was LeBron. It was LeBron all along. That's that's quite possible, actually. Yeah, like, in the end, he's gonna be like, but it's not gonna be like the movie. And and by the way, if you think this is spoilers, like for God's sake, this movie's like almost thirty years old. Like, I can't help you. Exactly. Uh, like, but it's gonna be like, but it's like this. It's like the scene where, um, uh, what's his name? 
Kevin Spacey. Spacey actor. Kevin Spacey, thank you. Uh, where Kevin Spacey is like walking away, and then slowly the limp goes away, and then all that, and he ends up in the car. You know, has the has the Rolex watch, and then smokes a cigarette. But it's going to be like literally LeBron walking out, already decked out in a suit with the whole thing, just with the start. He goes like, like you didn't know. Look, he, he also, he all along. can we can we also put the but the championship ring on his finger at the same time too? Yeah, like all of it. But I'm saying like he just does all that, and it's like, and he just looks at the camera. He goes like, you didn't already know. Like you didn't know it was me. It was me and Sir Pearl all along. You should have known. <laughs> you should have known. Yeah. There you go, man. I brought a full circle, Dave. I brought a full it's circle. It's true. And you know what? The amount of times that you – how did you ever think in your life, in any podcast or anything else ever that you would do, you would utter the utter the words Sir Pearl so many times in such a short time I didn't think I would time, utter man. it once. I didn't think there was a scenario in which I would – I didn't know what that was until we had this conversation. <laughs> You're welcome, Carlos. You're welcome. I brought so many good things, so much knowledge into your life, so much wise counsel, and you bring me fucking Sir Purr. That's what you bring me. You're still welcome, Carlos. You're still welcome. You're true trash. <laughs> Truly trash. Not even like roller jam trash that we appreciate. So I know. I feel right now. I feel really good about myself. So whatever. You should. That'd be that. Uh, whatever. All right. Uh, uh, now I got to think of the title for this train wreck nonsense. Anyway, the good news is the stars are up two to one. So, so we've got that to look forward to. Hopefully, so Dallas Stars, do it for me. Lose me a bunch of money. All I want you to do for me right now is I want you to lose me a bunch of money. And for Jamie Ben to win the Con Smythe. And for Jamie Ben to win the Con Smythe. That's right. And last thing before we go, Juan Soto's awesome. That is this episode of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, YouTube. Watch the damn video. It's better. You get roll. You get rolling Neymar. Come on, man. Now you get rolling Neymar. Now we have an excuse to actually want the pretentious cross-country running so we can get fucking rolling Neymar. I will do my best, people. I will do my best. Now we've got an excuse. A legitimate excuse. So, like I said, Juan Soto's awesome. Check out the next episode. We will catch you next time.